Hi, revolutionaries. Tonight, I want to talk about change, growth, and adapting your mindset. Just a little bit. You're allowed to change. You are allowed to grow. And you are allowed to evolve your opinion on things based on new information. That's just... It's just life. It's important and it's healthy and it is something that will help you get further to being the person that you want to be. You're allowed to change. (laughs) I'm not the same person I was 10, 15 years ago. I'm just not. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. You're allowed to change. You are allowed to view a situation and see both sides and change how you feel about the situation over time. You're allowed to grow. You're allowed to grow to accept things that have changed and to understand and allow for for more time to reason. (laughs) Oftentimes our first knee-jerk reaction to whatever we're doing is not the healthiest or the best or the most rational it's what we feel in emotional time and it's what we feel deeply and stubbornly with the pangs of pain that cause us to make a decision on the spot about any given situation Should you be tied to that forever? No. Because you're allowed to change. And growth and growth mindset are both important parts. Of becoming the individual you want to be. Been talking a lot with people lately about J.K. Rowling and all of the shit she's pulled over the last couple years and frankly I'm just so disgusted and disappointed that any of this is happening that and that it even has to be spoken about but it does because guess what this person has chosen to keep digging the hole deeper you're allowed to change 
five and a half years ago, I got married. We threw a rocking Hogwarts Harry Potter magical universe wedding. And it was perfect. It's all I wanted was to be able to do things that were unique to us and things that we really loved were older couple getting married. It was it was important and it was something we're grateful for that we made the decisions we did. I mean, I have a Deathly Hallows inside my ring. Joe proposed on Halloween. You know that's our day. Also, happy anniversary to Auntie Amy and Great Uncle Keith because it's technically their day. We seem to find a good way of overlapping with people, but you know, we do our best. <laughs> so we got engaged in Halloween and decided to keep things short and gave ourselves about nine months to get this wedding put together. And there were a lot of things we bought, either off Etsy or online. We bought banners online. I brought, bought a hair clip. That's Rowena Ravenclaw's diadem that I found on Etsy. I had a Time Turner necklace. Everything was perfect. It was magical. I made a sign for the stairs that said that their third floor was outside of limits for students. I took quotes and I put them on anything that I could find. I made my own books. We plastered the place with owls. Joe made a goblet of fire. Um... I did not set my house on fire trying to make the place cards, which I had burned all of them to make them look like they had singed coming out of the Goblet of Fire in the week preceding since my dad was trying to learn more about the universe and about, you know, the Potterverse. He... I would say he probably just kind of glommed on to Dobby as his favorite character. If you had a favorite. If everything you could take wasn't in jest anyways. And I searched store after store after store after online retailer to try to get a Dobby Funko Pop in time and I got it and I put it on his little place card and that was his little bit of 
you know, something whimsical at the wedding for him. I had this crazy idea that I could get enough wands made for everybody and those were our favors and the summer before we got engaged I had been given a gift by the daughter of a very good friend she had made me a wand with her own logo on it with what type of wood and the core and the properties the length this was the coolest thing and then I got engaged and I decided it was reasonable to see I mean I checked with her mother first if this kid was willing to make 150 175 ones for our wedding and she did, and it was, they were all unique, and they were all perfect. It was something that we shared, and we knew we shared, and she got to come to the wedding and got to be like, this is our wand maker. It was super cool. And so a lot of the things that we had were things that we made and didn't really directly give back to the system that is Harry Potter and the machine that is J.K. Rowling now. It was... It was magical. And it's hard because she's taken that magic away from so many people by deleting their identities. When we got pregnant, I knew we were going to do a Harry Potter nursery. We had all the stuff from the wedding. The signs I had made. We had different decor. Like everything that we had made that we kept. It made perfect sense. Perfect sense that we would use that. And I got to dig out the signs that I had done. find the rest of the pieces and we made that her nursery one of the coolest pieces was we got a fox lamp from Pottery Barn shout out to Pottery Barn because they have some beautiful Wizarding World stuff and I say that as I will not buy anymore but it is how they've created their collection from a retail standpoint is 
beautiful. So moving gave us the opportunity to change Evie's room. Which was something I really was looking forward to doing. Because every time I went in there and looked at the signs that I had made and the Potter references around, all I could feel was a deep sadness for all my friends and family and the people across the world who had been hurt or felt like their identity wasn't valid due to critical comments made by Rowling herself. Imagine a world where you are so free to open up and what comes out, which yes, upon dissection and growth is a little bit more formulaic and less original than it would have seemed at the time. And there are a lot of problems within the text noted. But in this world, so many people found solace. So many people found the confidence to be themselves, to come out openly as themselves, whatever that was. And what kills me is that by denying people's identity, the hypocritical value of the JK Rowling machine is that she continues to profit off of everything that's Wizarding World and everything that's Harry Potter. And she's doing it and has done it off the hard-earned money of people who she now says don't even exist. How can you say that? How can you have something that was powerful, a powerful movement enough that made people comfortable in their own skin? False and all, whatever, that's a different story. This led to so many people feeling comfortable in their own skin and feeling like there was a place for them in the world. And we all bought into it. And it turns out it's not really what she believed. And it turns out that She made a lot of money off a lot of people that she has continued to double down on marginalizing in the past few years. So you're allowed to change. Sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's for the worst. I don't think that J.K. Rowling has changed. I think she's just gotten comfortable in how she presents her material. 
And I think if you look deeper into the text, you'll see more than you really want to. That is questionable at best. If not outright racist or sexist. It makes me sad. And I kind of don't know what to do with it. Something that was so important in my life. Just the idea of magic and the ability to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And it allowed me to be part of something bigger than myself. It allowed me to be part of a partnership, a permanent partnership. It doesn't get better than that. It allowed me to bring home my daughter and try to work magic around her, add it to her daily routine and the visuals she saw. But no, I think looking back and rereading and dissecting a little bit more of Rowling's writings and musings that it's very clear she did not intend for this to do what it did. And that she profited off of it almost as a slap in the face to the community, which she is now denied. It's hard to think about change. Change is hard. And a lot of times it's just, you feel like it's not worth it. You don't want it. Why would you need it? Change is hard. And some of us are still struggling through this. I can't think about the Potterverse without thinking of J.K. Rowling, which makes me angry. And I'm trying to find a way to separate out the writer from the work. And I'm not there yet. I would like to be there. That would be great. But I'm not. I'm still mad. I'm mad for all the hurt that she is causing while counting the dollars she is bringing in. You're allowed to change. My mind has changed on this. Do I still think Hogwarts is magical? Yes. Do I think that it's going to be one of the 
bigger promotions of chapter books that I bring into my daughter's life. No, not now. Am I upset that I feel like someone with talent ruined their own creation? Yes. Do I think that that's uncommon? No. I kind of mused a little bit about my husband and I about the fact that the author is alive and what that does to the story and the narrative of the social injustices going on around it. And it is a lot easier to separate out the person from the work when they're gone. Number one, they're not in your face, in your social media, coming across your feed, spewing hatred. Number two, you can guess what their opinions would have been and probably, you know, racist misogyny that kind of you can see hints of in their work, but, you know, if you had to sit down and have a conversation with them, it would be appalling at they're gone and they don't have the opportunity to change as we get more information it's like anything as you get more information you grow you change you evolve now might a lot of those old writers just be dicks and not be evolved humans that actually help and give a crap about the people who are paying their bills. We don't know. We can't know because we can't know what the change in circumstances would do to someone. The change in the world. And this is not trying to be like woke culture because honestly fuck that it's not woke culture it's looking at the reality of the situation and the peoples that exist and acknowledging their existence so woke I think you can still love Harry Potter without supporting the author. I think you can find ways to build things into your life that are not directly producing a revenue stream back to her. It's all doable. It just takes time and thought. But think about your trans friends and how it would make them feel if they saw you openly supporting this kind of behavior and verbiage. Do you think they would respect you? Probably not as much. 
she still has time to change. I don't think she will because I think she's just digging her heels in and it just makes me sad. It was sad when Robbie Coltrane died the other week and my first thought wasn't just sadness about his death. It was sadness that he would never have the opportunity to have his eyes opened. He was someone who believed in what J.K. Rowling was saying. He believed in the elimination of a trans population. And he supported her through that. And was one of the only actors that actually did. He died without getting that chance or having that chance to change. And that really is where I think the sadness came in was that he could have figured out something different. He could have worked it out. But instead, he chose to side with the side of hate. Not cool. Did I want to cry a little bit when I watched the documentary? And even though she was pretty much cut out of that because Warner Brothers is... They have some idea about this. They're just not willing to sever ties. When Robbie Coltrane said that the books would be here for generations to come and that he wouldn't, but Hagrid would be. Yeah, I want to fucking ball my eyes out. I'm like, oh my God, Hagrid. He's always going to be there for us. Taking us misfits. Tell us too much information. I wish he had changed his stance. I wish he had the time to fully comprehend and listen to his co-stars even. I mean, if he had a chat with Dan or Emma or Rupert, he might not have thought the same way. And maybe he did and he still thought the same way. And then in that case, then yes, it's still sad that somebody talented died. But the fact is that they died as a bigoted individual that has caused a lot of harm to a lot of people. We don't know what Tolkien would have done or said in today's day. He might have been a lot worse. He might have been open to thinking about evolution and the change of ideals. And as we recognize where the truths lie, the 
fact is, none of this is new. If we're talking about gender and identification, none of this is new. We're just hearing about it more because people are online, people are talking, people are demanding to be called who they are. And they certainly should have that right to be named by their name. And I think that's a lot of reasons why, a lot of the reason why when you dead name somebody, it brings back all that hurt because you basically are denying the existence of the real them. You've denied the existence of their evolved and changed self or self-realized self. I'm, it's heartbreaking. And then it feels stupid because it's over a stupid book. It's a stupid book that changed my life. I may have not come out because of it. Or gone through transitions because of it. But I found my strength in the magic that was in there. And I found common ground with a person that led to a family. If you still have friends who are still siding with Rowling and still siding with the bigotry, talk to them. Try to get them to understand. Sometimes I don't think people are going to understand or, or listen. And let me tell you, I had a conversation with my aunt the other day and I didn't think she would even have any idea about what was going on. And to my surprise and happiness, she actually knew. And I like I don't know if she keeps up with the wizarding world. Like I know I do. I don't know if she does. And she could put together all the problems that were wrong. And it just blew me away. It started because she had talked about she made a Gryffindor blankie for Evie. And she had crocheted with a certain pattern. She was just like, I've been trying to do it with this new blanket and it's just too much. It wasn't working. And so I'm like, yeah, we're not really doing Harry Potter these days. So, and her first comment, like after we were starting to talk about it, was like, oh, that blanket? Burn that blanket. And from somebody who has been around longer than I have, but we're also talking about like 
someone talking about somebody they put love and care into for something and just being like, what? That person that's right there so shitty? Burn it all down. I'm like, no, I'm not going to burn your blanket. Like, that's stupid. Also, remember, like, nobody got any profits off of that. Like, you made that. It's different. But the fact that she was so willing to sacrifice work that she had done or have me to sacrifice it but the fact that she even like brought that up in a conversation shows you that people can change I mean this is my aunt's older she's been through a lot in her life and one of the things you don't really expect as a as anyone is to have people know the politics of the wizarding world and the happenings and then to have such a visceral reaction to it when you start having an intelligent conversation about what's going on i was really impressed cuz it showed the growth in understanding and the simple concept that because of this person people are hurting dying dying to be heard hurting so i know people can change Do I hope that at some point things will change for J.K. Rowling and we'll get her work back? I hope that she realizes what she's doing someday. And I hope that she makes a difference and makes some reparations. But I don't think we're going to see that. And I'm not sure right now that I wouldn't trust it was just a publicity stunt and nothing else. I want to see change. I want to see acceptance. I want to see people seeing the beauty in everyone else, regardless of everything that comes with them. People can change. Allow people some grace to learn and understand that if they don't, you can shut the door on that too. You do not owe anyone to be there for a demeaning or devaluizing conversation you don't owe anyone that family friends it's it shouldn't be so i want you to take a couple thoughts tonight and just think what's something i've changed on the past few years an opinion a stance 
Have I become more active about it? Have I quieted it down and just tried to pretend that it's not a part of my life? Maybe a little bit of both. But tomorrow is a big voting day. And make sure you get out there and speak with your vote. Because we can't expect change if we don't put in the work to get the people there that are going to implement it.